Coming to you from Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge in Ingalls, Indiana. Indiana's exclusive Aladino Cigar Lounge. It's Final Third Friday. Alright, well, welcome back to Final Third Friday. I'm Rob. And I'm Isaiah. And today we're going to be pairing the Tabernacle. Uh, this is the from Foundation Cigars in the Robusto size, Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro wrapper, Mexican binder, and Honduran and Nicaraguan fillers. Uh, we're pairing that with Hoot & Young's 15-year uh, barrel-proof whiskey. This is an American whiskey, uh, so actually a light whiskey. And uh, it is coming in at... 125 proof. It's just 15 years young, Rob. Nothing just, special. Just the way to get our day started. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is my oh, caffeine yeah. in the morning right here. You're, yeah. You know, ca- higher, the higher the proof, the more I wake up. Caffeine is a uh, stimulant and alcohol is a depressant. So actually negative effects. Hmm. <laughs> I don't get depressed drinking whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> mm, all right. You well, hopefully uh, you can hear me today because my voice is really low for some reason today. I don't know why. My voice is really low. <clears throat> Balls yeah. drop. Yep, they dropped. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> uh, so today we got a few fun things we're going to be doing. We're going to get in here in a little while and go through Dr. J's, uh, you know, legit Cohibas. Yeah, I mean, these Cohibas are so fake that you can, (laughs) I I don't know. I've seen, I I have seen (laughs) so many better, like that's not even a good looking cigar in general. You can see, I mean, it's, it's about Uh, as fake as you can get on a Cohiba. uh, There's the actual wrapper of the cigar is just. Oh, nasty, wrinkly. It looks like somebody made that in their bathroom sink. You know what? Let's just go ahead and get her going. No, here. don't do it yet. Don't do, do it yet. yet. No, All no, no. Right. We got to get into the cigar, Rob. All right, we'll get into we got to get into the cigar. They're, well, and they're like a, is that a full Churchill or is that longer than a Churchill? That's about a Churchill. Okay. Yeah, that's about a Churchill, which I don't believe they made Cohibas. In that size back then, but we'll and I, we'll the real ones it. I've seen are aren't wrapped in that uh, yellow cello. Yellow, <laughs> it's probably not even cellophane. We'll have to test that we'll, too. We'll burn it. Yeah, we'll burn it. But hey, three for nineteen dollars seems legit. I would I would suspect so, especially <laughs> since uh, this year. Although those were like twenty years old, this year Cohiba is now three hundred dollars per cigar well you know 20 year old fakes so i mean um, those things have to be worth a lot worth a lot of money half over a thousand dollars worth of cigars right there <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna cut one in, up in pieces yeah i'm going for the deep v today on this I, I did the same thing i love this tabernacle um it's got that that broadleaf wrapper on it and you could just always expect the chocolates yeah it's just got a nice dark chocolate fig kind of note going there. Yeah, the cold draw definitely has that fig quality to it. Um, if you haven't had a tabernacle, these things are fantastic. Um, they I, they really smoke like a special celebratory cigar. They do. And like I mean, some, I don't know what it is about them. They remind me a lot of like the Placencia line, like the upper end of uh, 
of Espinosa. Like yeah. they really give you that same quality. It's a pretty so slow smoke, so you get your money's worth on it. It really is. I you know I want to get the, we had the Toros in here before too. I'm trying to get those back. They've been out of stock, but this robusto actually this will last us for a good hour and a half on this show for oh, sure. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna get her going here. I am so glad my lighter just worked because I forgot to fill it before we started. So <laughs> that means that I, well, hopefully it's a good sign for how my day is going to turn there out. There you go. Well, and if you guys have ever been in here uh, watching us when we do the recording or talking with us or being on the show, we always wait until 12.02 to record for one reason. At 12.02, the, the sirens go off across the road here for the <laughs> for storms, yeah. the tornado sirens. So we started this one early today. So here in about five minutes, you're probably going to hear some nice <laughs> sirens going oh off. Gosh. It's right across the street. It's so loud. It is very loud. So if it's too loud, he'll cut it out. Hopefully Rob doesn't say anything important or fun during that time. What's up, Tamuel? Timothy? Same thing. Tamanthia. <laughs> All right. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so some people will be like, man, you can't start your day off with a full-strength cigar or a fuller strength. I don't know. This chocolate is kind of desserty. Yeah. I honestly, I mean, strength really doesn't hit me weird anymore. As no. much as I smoke, I think um, I, I kind of prefer starting with a stronger cigar. The only one that I've been going to lately, um, if I want something milder, is the uh, La Galera Connecticut Sipo. Yeah, which that was in the last episode was, that we did. And that thing's got so much good flavor in it that it doesn't feel like you're smoking a mild cigar. Yeah, this just has a little bit of black pepper tingle on the retro hail, but it's nothing to knock you over right now. Quite a no. bit of, uh, it's almost like some sort of chocolate bread on the uh, on the palate, and a little bit of umami there yeah. too. Yeah, kind of like um, kind of like a dark chocolate Ovaltine. Oh, what is it? You ever had Ovaltine? Uh, uh-uh. uh. That's what probably that? more for my era than your era, but yeah, you it's just like find a, them in nursing like homes. Nest Quick, kind of from <laughs> before Nest Quick was around. Oh, okay, thing. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah, it's just like a chocolate malt kind of thing. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, what's going on in this Hoot and Young? Mm. I always like the Hoot and Young. The nose is always nice. It's like very floral. Yeah, it's floral, almost butterscotchy. Like there's almost that. There is like saline quality to the nose. It's that you get in in a lot of scotches. Hmm. Oh, that's a good way to start the day. Oh my gosh. Mm. That just builds on the palate. And it almost has a black pepper thing. Like after <laughs> the cigar, there's it's almost like bit. butterscotch and black pepper. Maybe it's honey. And there's a but there, it's I definitely get a lot of that butterscotch. Yeah. But Ooh. it's definitely like a really developed dark sugar note in there that's really, really nice. Yeah. I forgot how good that I, I did too. Young was, man. I was sitting there trying to think of something we haven't either done on the show or that we haven't done in a while, and this one kind of jumped out. I'm like, eh, we still have some bottles left. Let's do it. Well, wow. That's, that is great. It is a good combo, too. Um, well, I wanted to do get a shout-out to all you guys out there. 
um, everyone that follows us on social media. Um, I have a post, post, can't, can't breathe. <coughs> that smoke went right down my throat. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we posted out on Facebook uh, a link to go and send an, an email to your re- your representatives about the taxes yeah. in Indiana, trying to get a tax cap. And I want to say thank you because it worked. Yeah. Now, we didn't get 72 cents, but we got a dollar cap. That goes into effect January 1. I know we're going to continue to fight and try to drop that lower and lower, but right now that means every cigar over $4 and some change is going to come down in price. Yeah. So that was a great thing. Thank you for everyone that actually and sent that email out because it is super important to get these taxes down. It's so not the win we were looking for, but it's still a win. It's a very it's a big win. Yeah. I mean, you're talking we went from 24% on everything across the so, board so to a dollar. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> well, the sirens did go off and they were loud, but they weren't quite as loud as they normally are. No. It didn't sound like it. Maybe the wind's blowing. The wind does be winding today. Yeah. So, so like I was saying, uh, before we went on break, um, the uh, we, are, we have a dollar cap now on cigars. It's not what we were looking for, but it's a start. Yeah. And I think it's going to definitely help down the road you'll probably see some decreases i mean it's not going to be a huge decrease on cigars in that lower range but once you get up to some of these higher dollar cigars that are coming out which a lot of them are because of the price increases in the industry right now you're going to start seeing these cigars coming in at a little bit more affordable price so you know a few extra bucks in your pocket a few extra bucks in our pocket everybody wins so yeah absolutely thank you guys for going out there and getting that done for us because that, yeah, it, that it, means a lot to us. And I know it's going to mean a lot to you guys. It's really wonderful. You'll you'll see it. You'll see it uh, reflect, especially in your wallet on the on the higher end stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. Or box prices. Oh yeah, box prices totally. will be a big. You'll see a big difference in the box prices. Yep. So, um, Tata scans. Yeah, I did figure something out. I believe. Okay, I believe that that. Two to two and a half week marks the magic number. Okay. Because when you get too far out, they get too moist. Yeah. Um, I pulled one out, and I think we're probably a good three or four weeks in on it now. I pulled one out, and the entire wrapper blew up on it inside the box. It was so moist, it puffed up with the, the alcohol. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, I ended, up, so I ended up cutting off a little bit of it and smoked it, and it tasted good, but it didn't taste much stronger than still it Still using two the Peach weeks. Street? Yes. Okay. So I took those out and got them in the box, letting them dry out a little bit now. Yeah. So they're ready to smoke pretty soon. Okay. Um, yeah. Honestly, I after smoking it, it wasn't any better than the JTS Brown one. The I JTS think the Brown JTS one Brown perfect. one was the best. It that, was. That, uh, that we've done so far. So it was. Rob did our last run with uh, Peach Street in it, – it's really interesting. It brings in quite a little – like more of that floral fruity quality to the Tata scan um, where the JTS Brown led into more baking spice qualities, which is something that the, uh, the Tata scan naturally has. So it, it's just really interesting. I think that that peach street uh, Tata scan is something even our flavored cigar lovers will want to try. Cause it's like, if you like that fruit. more floral fruity thing, like, it's still a far cry from a from like a, a sweet Jane or any of the Deadwood right. line. 
but it's inching you closer into straight tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're going to have to figure out a more efficient way of doing it because it's not real efficient throwing one bundle into a box and waiting for three weeks, but we'll see. But I also know that um, Aladino is working on this at their farm. Oh, yeah? So they might be playing Are we getting royalties? <laughs> we should. We should be. We should. Hey. Hey. <laughs> if you guys don't partner with the show, we're demanding royalties. <laughs> hey, Mac. Come on, buddy. Come on, Trey Mac. I'll sue. Uh, no, I'm just I'll kidding. <laughs> I don't have money. <laughs> no. Mm. That's funny, man. I'm, uh, I'm actually really kind of impressed with how that entire experiment worked out. We tried them. Um, Last week, we tried the Peach Street Tata scans with Brad from Lagalera, yeah. uh, Scott DeShong. I think Tam had one, and I did. And it's just really interesting. It is. It is interesting, too, as well. Like you found out that the uh, Bovida is not regulating humidity properly. Right. With the. Uh, Which it wouldn't. I mean, you're replacing, you know, that glycol, you know, yeah. you know whatever mixture they use in that with alcohol. <laughs> it's like, and alcohol is typically drying, but you're putting moisture right into yeah, it. Yeah. So, so. so definitely has to be monitored the time frame. Anxious to see what uh, Dr. J's um, fireball, fireball experiment goes. Well, that are, well uh, according to Tremac, that already has propylene glycol in it. So. It probably does. It, I we here, Google that. here, we need to we need to cheers. We got we got cheers, Trey Mac. Trey Mac. We cheers, cheers, Doctor J. J. Mm. Okay, I I have to Google and see if Fireball actually has propylene glycol in it. It probably has all kinds of nasty shit in it, but that's okay. Does um. Fireball? <laughs> No, they're a hundred percent propylene glycol free. <laughs> okay. Does it say that actually? So that must be a question that Google gets asked a lot, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um a government website is saying Okay. So Fireball has not used propylene glycol at any of its products since 2018. Oh, so they <laughs> did. Gotcha. And uh, so they got caught. So they're using so what's the weird But in 2020, the FDA reports propylene glycol still in there. So Fireball's website saying it's not there that it they stopped in 2018. And the FDA is still putting out things saying propylene glycol is a food safe thing and is contained in Fireball. So I don't know if they're just breaking down that chemicals further. And uh, I don't know, man. Say what's going on there. But I mean, the FDA never steers us wrong. Wait a minute. Neither would never big mind. companies. <laughs> Neither would fire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Buffalo Trace never plays weird games with stuff. Absolutely never. not. No, never. That's just completely out of character for exactly. them. Exactly. These guys are so above board. Oh, we wanted to say, and you'll hear about it in a little bit, but uh, this table's brought to you by Deadwood Live. Yeah. Our brand new podcasting table. It's a live edge slab on top with a barrel on the bottom and Man, is this thing sturdy it's and absolutely, absolutely beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Everything from the inlays on it and the way it was finished, 
this is quality work. It really is. You need to, if you guys come in here, check this thing out. If you're looking for like a showpiece for your house or for your home bar or something like that, yeah. this dude's the guy to go to, man. I mean, he, I've never seen a better, better work on a table than this. I mean, there's a lot of people that do like reused barrel stuff. Yeah. And most of the time they're okay. Deadwood Live, they got it down. Like this is sturdy furniture from from wood that basically wouldn't be used otherwise. Right, exactly. I mean, he found this cookie and if you if you come in and look at it, you'll see that this is a really old maple tree that had two trunks that somehow merged and grew into one big tree. And it's like, it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. And he found this piece and you know, you, the, you see when you get a piece of wood and you see all these cracks and you're like, oh man, is this even usable? He filled those things and it's completely solid and smooth. And even on some of the big cracks, you can actually put a flashlight underneath and you can see all the way through it because it's a, it's got that clear epoxy between. Yeah. This thing's not going anywhere. Absolutely. He used the bow tie pieces to actually tie those together so they never move metal metal rods on the bottom or metal um, um, plates on the bottom to keep everything stable so they'll never warp. I mean, if you want a guy that takes it to the nth degree on quality, this is the guy <laughs> yeah. right here. This is a table that I believe will outlive you, Rob. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Not hard to do. You got like no. five years or something? Yeah. I think <laughs> Maybe. <we've>, yeah. <laughs> Disco Ebus might outlive me right here, but. <laughs> if we open them up and they're long filler, are we going to smoke them? Yes, we are. We're going to light them up. <laughs> Heck yeah. 20-year-old. 20-year-old. Where's this from? Legit. Cuba. <laughs> Cuba. <laughs> Duh. Hecho in Cuba. Habanos, man. <laughs> but yeah, so so thank you, Derek, for, um, for coming on as a partner of the show. Um, this is an amazing addition to the show, and we love partnering with him. If you've already seen all the stools we have in here that are made from barrel wood, that's him. Yeah. Um, his work is unmatched. So just come in here and check it out. And just he's he's our second partner now along with Yeah. Seven along with Strong. Seven Strong, which you'll hear and yeah. from in a little bit. But seriously, Deadwood Live, D-E-D, Wood Live. You can also find them on the final third page because – after this table got delivered, you know we had to give a shout out oh, because this yeah. thing is cool. So yes, it is. I'm not gonna not gonna bore you with any more, but seriously, check it this out. This is amazing. Yep, yep. You ready to get into some Cubans? You want to get into them? Legit? Now you want to wait till we get done with our cigar a little bit so we can light it. Well, we'll go ahead and play around with it. And yeah, then we'll light yeah, up yeah. The, we got time. We'll light up the other ones later. We got time. All right, let's Cuban let's, time. Cuban time. <laughs> Shout out to Green Day. Yes. Um, and shout out to Dr. J. We already shouted him out once, so no need to drink for him again. Because Why not? Oh, okay. Well, we'll take a sip for you. Mm. My goodness, that Hooten Young is delicious. It is. Okay, so the first test. We'll is light her on this fire and see if it's cello. This is not cello, Rob. This is not, there's no way. So, Rob, can you explain the cello test? Yeah, so if it is truly cellophane, which most cigars are, are you know, um, not wrapped in, but I guess wrapped in. Yeah, they're packaged. Cellophane, in. they're packaged in cellophane. 
<coughs> if you light cellophane on fire, it will smell like cedar. Yeah. Because okay. it's made of a cellulose-based product. Plastic doesn't. Nope, that smells like cello. It's cello. That's cello. Wow. This might be legit after all. Might be legit cubits. Dang. They're still really ugly, man. They are. Which honestly, Yeah, I mean the the it didn't it didn't ball up and melt and go crazy. I'll cut that one because that one had a little Okay. There's yours to smoke in a minute, my friend. So we have All right, so we're these gonna... absolutely awful looking labels. Um Take there's not even enough rows in the grid pattern, I don't think. No, there's no, there's no, um, well, they didn't have holograms back 20 years ago, I don't believe. Yeah. But look at this thing peeling off. It's, oh, all, it's a big old glue moth. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that it's, band is glued on to, yeah, to the you, nth degree. I don't know if you can see it or not, but it's pretty, pretty incredible. Looks real. <laughs> Wonderful crapmanship. So, crapmanship. Crapmanship. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> One of the things. And we've talked about this before. You will uh, occasionally. Ooh, Rob's cracking the wrapper. Oh, this thing is really dry. Apart. Yeah. Man, your humidor I must am. be dry, Rob. No, I think it's, these are just really old. It's, it's very, very thin wrapper. So one of the things that does happen in this industry wow, that is, is some people of the thinnest wrapper I've ever seen in my life. People will take legitimate cigars and just throw Cuban packaging or Cuban esque packaging around it. Uh, Rob, show the camera and kind of explain for our podcast viewers what you're seeing right now. Yes, I mean the wrapper itself. It's hard to see. I'm sure on the camera, but. It is super, super thin. And so if you when you cut them open, you can you can take apart and you can take out or take the um, wrapper off of them, which it's hard because it's coming off in pieces. Which your binder's coming off in pieces. It's, no, no. Yeah. So, you know, that it came off in a lot of pieces here. So yeah. that tells me right there it's a very, very cheap wrapper. Now, this actually has some good sponge to it, so it's actually not bad on the inside. That wrapper was pretty terrible. Yeah. But the binder itself, so the way uh, cigars constructed, you bunch the filler, and you can do that multiple ways. You can use, a, some will call it the, the book, book bunch, where you're basically just kind of flattening them out around. They got the into bar, which is the Cuban way, which we'll find out if this is actually into bar in a minute. Um, into bar is basically they're creating almost like little straws of the leaves and then they bunch those together. So basically you get that good draw every time. Yeah. Now, if you know Cuban cigars, you don't get a good draw very often. So <laughs> I'm sure they're not doing that you much anymore. Keep your so cigar lit. I need to keep my cigar lit. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'd i be, there's no way this is into bar. You can see it's leaves not feeling it. wrapped all the way through and around. Yeah, and then now well, this uh, tabernacle looks like it's into bar. It probably is. Most most people are. Well, I shouldn't say most. A lot are doing that. All right, so we're breaking into this cigar now. Oh gosh, Rob, that's not coming off nearly as easily. You think that's glued down? Oh, we got mix filler. Is that what we got? We got pieces and parts. See if we can find any hair. That's what I'm looking for. See if I can find some hair in here. Oh, oh that is just like broken gosh. up mix filler. There's 
The funny thing about that yeah. is, though, is it looks like there's there. whole leaves at the ends, and then the just inside is just bits and pieces. Oh, bits holy and pieces. shit. All right, I'll get it closer to the camera so you can see. So for for you guys on uh, so on the YouTube, just- Rob, they can't even hear you over there. So uh, it the entire inside is just chopped up, mixed filler. There's there's uh, uh there is some some Ooh. stems. There's nice filler. Yeah, it's pretty much just falling apart at this point. It is just there's probably there's you can say this. There's probably some actual half leaves in here. No yeah, I mean it, it's it's mixed filler. It's it it's not all fully chopped, but there's. It's, it looks like a leftover sort of cigar. So uh, if you were to light that and actually let it burn, your ash is just going to keep falling off, keep falling off, which Rob's going for. Do you think that's going to stand a Calibri V? I don't think it's going to stand even a straight cut, to be honest with you. Oh, it did crack on a straight cut. On the other side. Did it crack? Yep, well, we're going to light her up and see if it like just blows up in my face. It didn't have hair, so that's one good bonus. That one didn't. This one might. Yeah, so uh Cubans. How's your draw? Tight. Tight. Yeah. I'd figure it looks I like I can't believe it's tight as the way that tobacco is just like falling apart, but it's all just bunched together. There's no Oh, this is going to be impossible to draw on. <laughs> you going to describe the flavors for us, Rob? I'm not even going to light mine. I'll give I'll give this one back to Scott Johnston. He's coming in a minute. Oh, I can't wait. This is going to be the best cigar ever. It, yeah. it came from Cuba. And someone bought it from a glass box on the beach. If he shows up while we're uh, doing this, we're going to tell him it's a real Cuban, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Just making sure we're on the same page. And... uh. If he shows up for this, we'll give we'll give him a microphone, or God. I'll just swing my those, mic over. Those uh, broken off little pieces of tobacco just keep coming out of the end of the cigar. It's worse than a sweet Jane. Oh gosh! Even the way the paper's burning—they're not paper. That the wrapper—it's thinner than paper. Ugh. What what what's it taste like, Rob? Brown paper bag and nuts. <laughs> Which, if you've ever heard us, when we're sampling cigars, if there's a cigar that starts off with the, we, I mean, Rob has termed it brown paper bag note. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't never make it into our rotation. Brown paper bag and nuts. And kind of earthy. Which means it could be Cuban filler. It's just scrapings from floor or wherever else they got them from. Might not be, but. But it doesn't have that typical, like, <laughs> it's a. Is yeah. the draw still super tough it's on tight, it? It's tight, yeah. I wonder if it'll keep burning on its own. We'll just see how this goes. It might. I need to get that taste out of my mouth now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not a true Cuban. I can tell you that just from the taste of it. And I could have told it. you that by looking at it, but we cut it open and that is chopped. 
Yeah. I've seen better filler in a chilling moose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. At least, God, at least was... the wrapper leaf on that stays together. God, I have, I've only smoked one of those once, and after I smoke one, I'm like, nope, nope, <laughs> no more. <laughs> I had a friend who, who loved the chilling moose. I mean, they're not terrible cigars. There's just not a lot going on with them. No, huh? They they tend to burn burn fairly well. Let's take a moment to hear from our partners. Is your closet starting to feel a little weak? You know, like shoddy fabrics, misshaped, tired designs? Then Seven Strong brand has exactly what you need to reinforce your look. We're talking a four-way stretch of polyester, cotton blend, silky smooth, breathable, and above all, true to fit while keeping its fit. No? Well, what about our hidden collar button with reinforced stretching? It's pretty strong. Or how about designs that'll get you a standing ovation no matter the occasion? Happy hours to baby showers, the flight to date night, even from the shore to stepping out to the store. Seven Strong Brand has button-down shirts that will transition you from one place to the next and make you stand out every single time. And for listening to our show, new customers get $5 off their first purchase with code Final third. Not to mention, all orders over $50 qualify for free shipping. And you know, just like any label on a bottle or cigar, these shirts are going to be a stamp of quality every time you wear them. So find your strength and style by checking out 7-strong.com, as well as following 7-strong brand on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our wonderful new table is brought to you by Deadwood Live. That's D-E-D, Wood Live. Go check them out on Facebook and see what Derek can do for you. From bars to tabletops to a giant podcast table, they specialize in making super high quality furniture from live edge woods and reused barrels. So reach out to them on Facebook and see what they can do for you. All right, I'm going to go ahead and relight this so I can actually taste the cigar. Yeah. Tabernacle is beautiful. I love this cigar. This is like. It is, uh, if you haven't tried it and you're in that, looking for something in that full body range, this is definitely worth a pickup. Um, it's fantastic. Yeah, there we go. There's some flavor. You found it? Oh, there it is. Wow. It's still burning. It's still burning. <laughs> that is mildly troubling. It is. Oh, man. No, and it's not even still just burning. It is piping smoke. It is. It's huh. probably burning right down the middle of it. Oh, I'm sure it is. I well, and that's the thing too. It's been in our humidor, which for in like that part of over the cabinet, in that part of the cabinet, it's usually in that sixty-nine to seventy percent range all the time. Yeah. Where out here on the on the actual humidor floor, it's more in that sixty-five, sixty-six range. Yeah. Um, which is so it's actually where we. Would prefer the back cabinet to be a lot. We of the would. Time. It's just impossible yeah. with the way that thing's built. Again, contractor, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, much appreciated. Thanks but, for nothing. No, I'm just you know, kidding. It's not a bad thing. If I mean, you're going to hire a contractor in this area, just do Rish the first time. Yes. Rish is the Rish, one. Yeah. Rish Innovations, yes. <laughs> we need to get him on as a partner as well. <laughs> we should we just already get a- did. I mean, he did the patio. So. Oh, yeah. But. But yeah, so I mean that cabinet, it's been in there for about a month, and it was in Doctor J's humidor for years, twenty years. So it should it should not have cracked apart like that. And you want to talk about humidity with somebody, and you have three or four hours to do so. 
But you will know <laughs> that he doesn't take bad care of his cigars. No. He is a, I mean, he is a legitimate, he has a legitimate doctorate. And yes. That's the way he lives his life by the scientific method. And he's method. a scientist. When we started talking humidity with him, he talked our, oh, well, he texted our ear off. He went hours. on deep dives into yeah. like some ridiculous text to figure out Dude. specifically what the difference between relative humidity is. I know it's still going. It's still going. I cannot I hope believe it. Gets, it. I hope it just keeps burning. Rob hardly puffed on that. I, you gave it like two. I could not get it puffing. Oh, well. But what I was going to say is there, there's, there's different schools of thought on aging cigars. Some people will age them around 60% humidity. Some people will age them around 70% humidity. Honestly, I don't know if it really matters that much. Um, aging is aging. Um, you're gonna get one thing different out of the other, but I don't think it really matters that much because anything between 60 and 70% is good for so your cigars. For our people that have never aged a cigar, don't really see why you would want to do that what are some of the benefits of aging cigars or what could you expect from a higher age cigar well um one thing is the flavors marry so when you get a new cigar comes out i mean just the lost calaveras from crown heads is a great example oh yeah it comes out fresh it's a good cigar after it sits for about a year it becomes a great cigar five years in on it it's just even that much better and what happens is the tobaccos um, continue to work together and not really fermenting. Maybe it's like a, like a micro fermentation thing where the flavors are actually starting to marry together. And instead of pulling out a specific, oh, this is a black pepper bomb and here's some chocolate stuff like that. All of a sudden you're getting things that are like more, more together and the notes come together and you just get a more rich. Well, and it's more cigar, complexity from more it. complex. And then also most of the time you're going to get a better burn because now all the tobaccos have, have rested together and you get the Lajero that's kind of, you know, that's going to be that combustion and everything just kind of burns and on a really well aged cigar, you're going to get a really nice burn, really solid ash. Um, it just, the longer you age cigars, um, I take that back. You can over age them. I think so. Um, and not that a cigar, you know, at 25 years is going to be bad. It's just probably not going to have as much flavor as if you're 10, 12 years. Well, and like 12 uh, years even is on those, number. uh, more full bodied cigars, like you think about those pepper notes, those are typically because they're using, um, leaves that have less age on them that keeps that peppery quality in there but you take that cigar you age it five years and that cigar might have just dropped from a full body to a medium yeah and yeah. uh not that it was right either way i think both representations are great on it well and if you look at that um the camacho pre-embargo we have in there yeah. which that was ruled by the aroas before they sold camacho off to davidoff those things have um they were rolled probably 19, 20 years ago now. Yeah. And, um, but that was with 19 to 20 year old Corojo from Honduras over 60 plus year old filler from Cuba. And, you know, those, I'm sure when he probably first rolled them, they probably were more of a medium to full. Now they're a solid medium because they've dropped down some. Obviously, the Cuban part of it had already gotten 
completely all the all the strength was gone out of it. So now the only thing you're getting is out of that Corojo. Um, but you can see 60 plus years old on some of the tobacco in that the thing still tastes great. Yeah. So it's not like you're going to lose all the flavor. It's just going to change. So aging's fun, especially if you find a really great cigar that you love, like those um, Knuckle Sandwich 55s. Oh, I've got a couple of those. That I kind of want to sit back and just see what they taste like in a year um, because they were amazing right off the start. I'm sure they had some age on them before they released well, you them. You do realize we're going to have to smoke some come January or maybe December whenever we make our top, True. top list of... Gosh, uh, I only got two, I think. Uh, do you have any? Yeah. Did you buy a box? I didn't buy a box. I kept finding them around. I think I got, okay. I think I have eight or nine at okay. the house. So. All right. If not, I can I can always talk to to Will and Chris and see if I can buy one or two of the boxes <laughs> that they got. Yeah, Adam, it, I think he's got a couple boxes of them too. So oh, he did. We can yeah. find some. Yeah. But uh, but that will be that one could be really really. I mean, as amazing as it already was, that could be incredible at one year. Hey Rob, that Cohiba is still going. It's almost died out, but it's still going. Give her another puff. One for the boys. <laughs> it's still going. What the heck, dude? Wow. Yeah. Not good. I mean, that's kind of amazing that it's still going. But I don't know if it's amazing. I don't know that it's a bad thing. I don't know that it's amazing. I think it's just troubling. <sighs> yeah. Hey Tim, you want to smoke a Cohiba? It's real Cuban. <laughs> real Cuban. It's real. Legit. Look at it. Look how look look how look perfect at how the things perfect roll. the filler is in there. <laughs> she said it looks like a turd. So uh, yeah, yeah, that Beautiful. is. It it is really interesting that they would go out of their way to use at least a partial leaf on both the head and the foot of it, and then just chop in between. Yeah, and there's definitely some stems in there. Yeah, like, and there's stems in every cigar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not gonna pull them all out. And in fact, I don't think you want to pull them no, all out. No, no. I mean, honestly, stems are where all the. I mean. Stem will give you like a really big burst of flavor because that's where all the nutrients start from to get yeah. into the leaf. So. I mean, you think about like, I mean, that's the same thing in just herbs. Like a lot of people for cilantro, they just use the little leafy tops. But if yeah. you're trying to make something that tastes like cilantro, well, like use those use stems. Those stems are flavor bombs. Well, there was a there was a brand, and I can't remember what the brand was. Um, and they, they just made sold all, stems. They all stem cigar. All stems. It had to be hard to smoke, though. No, I mean, because they're all straight up and down. So, I mean, you got air between them. Oh, yeah. Um, but they, um, I've, mm. I've had people, I know people that have smoked them and said they tasted terrible because there's just no way to get a, a really good blend with just stems. But um, but they said that burned. I'm like, well, all right. I really don't have any interest in trying to smoke one, but okay. <laughs> I was trying to think about a joke that, it had something to do with just a whole bunch of stems, but I, I couldn't find one. Not there so yet. Not there yet. Better, I, I'm not. Better drink more. I'm not awakened quite yet, dude. No. Straight up, I was grilling last night, and somehow a rock made it into my uh, charcoal chimney. Okay. And when I dumped it out, I was on the phone, like talking somebody through something, like legit. 
And because uh, I, I just have my phone going in my AirPod. So I was talking through something actually serious. So not really paying attention. I saw a rock when I dumped out my uh, chimney into the uh, <laughs> into the grill. So I just grabbed it with my fingers. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice, because those things don't hold heat. No, they don't. No. And uh, you know what's sad? Like, my heat tolerance is so high. Look at look at my pointer finger. I don't know like, if it's called heat tolerance or you're losing feeling in your hands. <laughs> There's a difference. Well, that. I mean, I, I am legit, legitimately at the point where I can pull sheet trays out of the oven oh, and just geez. stick them. Like, and it doesn't bother me. It's not like it's burning. Uh, my heat tolerance is so high, which is a bad thing. It <laughs> is a bad thing. It is a bad thing. That I held on to it to the point where it cooked my finger. Like, it... It didn't even blister. It's not blister. Feel that, Rob. It's freaking hard. <laughs> it's a callus. I cooked my finger on the rock, and I just straight, like, I finally realized it was hot and threw it back in on the phone and, like, didn't even address it. <laughs> yeah. Like, that might be an issue, buddy. I said, oh, yeah, I was it's kind of so rough. Today is May 13th. This will release what? 6 days, May 9th, May 18th. Yeah. Yeah. 18th. Yeah, something like that. Um so when this thing airs, you've only got like one or two weeks left here. I know. We're going to do a big final last day. Everybody show up for me. Everybody you know, on his way out the door, kick him in the ass when he walks out. That's great. You got to stay till nine o'clock because <laughs> yeah. I'm leaving at nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So, I'm, you'll still see him around here. He's going to be around here a bit. Oh, yeah. He's just not going to be working, which that's not going to be anything new either. So, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've heard really good reviews on my replacement. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. If you get a chance to get in here, if you haven't met him yet, Jim Salmon is is now working here too. And um, he's he's a great guy. I think you guys are all gonna like him. He, he fits in really well with all the culture here. Oh yeah. So we'll have a good time with him. He's a really good dude. He really, really is. a good guy. So uh, man, the legs on this this whiskey are incredible. Yeah. I don't remember that too much uh, on this. It, but. it is really oily and thick, man. Uh, so I am loving this. Second, third tasting notes. Well, you're not I'm almost there. Okay. I'm already there. It's because you keep smoking that Cuban. Mm-hmm. Rob would rather smoke a brown paper bag than a beautiful tabernacle. This thing's got a... I mean, the, the pepper has really popped up on it. Yeah. It, it's it, lingering pretty heavy now, which is nice. I like that. And it's not so much on the palate. It's really on the retro hill for me. Um, but it's still not like that super heavy red pepper thing yeah it's yeah. uh i think it might be red pepper as far as aroma but it's it's really really light yeah and the palette is definitely that the dark chocolate or dark cocoa more yeah. than chocolate but um and then there's a lot of that leather kind of in there too oh yeah which yeah i mean that's that's what you're going to get out of these cigars so if so the, if you don't know much about Foundation, uh, Foundation Cigars, Nick Malillo is the one that started that company. Um, 
Nick Malillo and Steve Saka, which Steve Saka owns, Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Those two are the two that created the Liga Pravada line from for Drew Estate. So if you remember how the old Liga Nines used to be and, and some of those, um, the feral pigs, all those different things that they had, those were brainchilds of these two guys. Yeah. And if you smoke the tabernacle, you'll you'll understand the whole how they created Liga because these things are what the league is used to be, I think. I think so. Um, now, I've not had a new – I had one newer Liga after they had left, and it w- did not hold up to the old Liga 9s because Liga 9 was always my favorite. Um, that was my celebratory cigar for many, many years. I think – I stopped. It stopped being my celebratory cigar in 2020 because that one I got burn issues on, and it's like, yeah. Ooh. And that was why would I spend twenty dollars or more on a celebratory cigar that's not going to burn well? Well, and if you look at the quality on these cigars, the construction quality, everything, you can tell that he's got a very, very good quality control in his factory. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's what I think is missing. Maybe not, but that's why I feel like it's missing in the legal line now with Drew Estate. Well, I think it's the entire the Drew Estate portfolio. It, I'm sure. I mean, it, even those sweet cigars from Deadwood, those things, we've had all kinds of issues with those things over the last few yeah. months. They're starting to get better, but, I mean, cracking on caps or can't open them up, tarring up. And, the in, the the uh just an issue of cracking a cap like this is an infused cigar yeah it that i mean typically those lean wet they do and it if anything it should be spongy so the fact that it's cracking yeah is Something's a little on. bit shocking it is uh, now granted you don't want them too wet but you know even the acids lean wet yeah yeah which is also but- drew estate so, anything in the whiskey world that's come up this week? I've been seeing some different things coming out this week. Have you? Oh, yeah. So, uh, Penelope just got bought out by MGP, um, which I can't really figure out. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, it's Penelope won the lottery on that one, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, $130 million. By buying juice from MGP and basically selling the brand, the name, and their own juice back to them for $130 million. Yeah. It's so amazing. I was, uh, I'm in a couple like discussion forums where people will just talk about and hypothesize why that was even a good move for MGP. And, uh, you know, some people were like, and I thought this day one too, I was like, Oh, Penelope knows how to blend. Like maybe yeah. they're just buying it for the reputation they have and for the blenders. And it's like, well, at that rate, like that's a lot of money to pay for a couple blenders. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It, it really is. Uh, it, so that doesn't make any sense. But it is really interesting. I'm pretty sure MGP's last acquisition was the Luxco brand i think it was too which is all the lux row products your uh rebel um ezra remus remus was always mgp right yeah they started that okay yeah um 
so so part of me is puzzled by the acquisition because it is like Penelope was buying MGP, buying barrels from them, mm. finishing them like in the architect line and in their and in their uh, toasted in their toasted yeah, and then blending and selling them that way. They had a lot of hype. There's a lot of hype around that. Brand. There is. And honestly, on Penelope's end, it's only going to get better. You yeah. imagine the quality of product and the aged product they're going to have access to now that they're an MGP brand. Because yep. MGP still has those. I mean, if, if the Remus Repeal Reserve and the Gatsby line has told you anything, MGP's still sitting on that 11 to 17-year whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. I, I sure do hope. The blenders at Penelope have a chance with that stuff because those will be bottles that are goaded to the point of of BTAC. Like, right. I think they will be BTAC quality. I think they'll be the same the same status as like Willet Purple Tops. Yeah. When the blenders at Penelope get their hands on those and you know, the problem is with MGP is those barrels have been put into the Ramus Repeal and like their like their Volstead and the Gatsby. And those are fantastic offerings, but they're all proofed down. Yeah. Because they're worried about, oh, how can we spread this out as far as they want to? Penelope is just like, hey, give it to them a barrel proof. That's cool. Yes. And uh, I think it's going to change a lot for – I think it's going to change a lot for Penelope. Also, congrats to those guys starting a brand, making a big enough wave yeah. that the largest producer in this country wants to buy you out. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, and I'd be interested. I would love to see if there's anything disclosed on the entire the entire contract that they, they sold this off on. Do they have a time frame? Usually they're told five, six years they can't make anything that's going to compete. But you gotta think these guys are good enough to where they're gonna say unless unless the, you know MGP bought them and is keeping them all employed, which very well could be the case. Yeah. Um, and if that's the case, then they may never want to do anything. Now they've got 130 million dollars in their pocket and they're making six figures every one of them. But if that's not the case, how many years is it gonna be before these guys come out with the next brand, whatever they call that? And if they're you know they have the same blenders doing it. It's going to be another freaking amazing blend. And then they go get a chance to not only get just MGP barrels. Now there's so many different places that you can source whiskey from. I mean, you can source from, from Barton, Dickel, Watershed, all these different places around the country now and get some really great blends with them with already being amazing blenders. Who knows? Man? It might be the best thing that could have happened to Penelope. They may be able to expand this even more yeah. than they had before. So. It'll be fun to see. I'll have to see if there's any any more information out there. All I've seen is the the dollar figures so far. Yeah, I, I and I didn't have much time this week, so I didn't look into it too far. But it is a really cool acquisition. It's also interesting. Yeah. Uh, because they are a sourced MGP brand, and as far as I know, everything they've done has been sourced, uh, blended, and finished MGP. So – it will be interesting to see what comes of I even the MGP like MGP's own brands under their Ross and Squibb name, like uh like Remus, like Rossville Union. 
Um, like what comes of those? Because really, last year's Ramus Repeal Reserve was a letdown compared to what they've had in the past. So it'll be interesting for sure to see what comes. Are you finding anything wrong? Well, I was trying to remember. There was something I saw this week, and I thought it was Jack Daniels um, had a had something that they were releasing uh, a new a finished bur- or finished whiskey or something. And I saw a bunch of them coming up. And now it's not coming up in any of their news, other than apparently they're being boycotted over an LGBT thing now too, which it's kind of what's been going on with um, Bud Light. Bud Light too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but again, that, that just that just kills me. It's like why why do these brands go out and make a stand on something that's going to be polarizing? You know what? You can you can. You can be inclusive for everybody and not have to state it on your brand constantly. You know, you're making whiskey, you're making beer, make it, let people drink it. Okay, so uh, so it was on coming whiskey two days ago. Okay, Jack Daniel's distillery season, a distillery series, which coming whiskey is a is an Instagram page that like looks through TTB label uh, approvals. So every single label for every single bottle has to get approved by the TTB. And it's a process. It is a process. So this Instagram page basically leaks information before the distillery ever wanted it to come. Um, it just builds hype for the brand. Oh, definitely, definitely. So they have a straight Tennessee whiskey finished in Añejo tequila mm. barrels. That was the one, yes. So that would be interesting because... You're not seeing a lot of whiskeys finished in tequila barrels. Um, probably the first one I tried <coughs> was not a whiskey. It was a brandy from Spirits of French Licking a Tequila Barrel. And it was amazing. I mean, you got a little bit of that agave sweetness, but it wasn't like turning it into a low, you know, a low-flavored tequila. It just actually intensified the sweetness in it. So that's yeah. interesting. Okay. So while I'm on good times, baby. While I'm on coming whiskey, I always love reading good times labels. Yeah. So this one is so, and this is coming from Whiskey Thief Distilling Co. Which, if you know anything about them, they are a company that is known for and is kind of taking advantage of the finished whiskey loopholes because there is no regulation on what whiskey finishing is so this label is for a good times rye it's called double oaked heavy char mar (laughs) okay it is a single barrel straight rye whiskey finished in new white char five american white oak uh madeira apricot brandy and rum barrels Sounds like it could be good. You know what that sounds like? Sounds like a iteration of a cigar blend. No. <coughs> what? Well, eh, not the apricot though, buddy. That's seagrass. No, really? Oh, was it a rye? I didn't hear you say yeah, rye. Yeah, it's oh, a rye. I'm sorry. I thought I didn't hear you say so, rye. Madeira, <coughs> apricot brandy, and rum barrels. That's a seagrass. That is seagrass, isn't it? Yeah. Huh. Well, okay. and if you know, they also have one called good old times that was they have a cigar batch and it's the same same mash bill of joseph magnus cigar blend okay so 
And on that, Inch, so they're copying. On that, um, Old Elk just released what they're calling Cigar Cut, which is, as far as I remember, it is the exact same finishes as Joseph Magnus. I saw a picture of it, and I thought it looked like that, but I couldn't read the entire thing, yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. you're right. So uh, here's another good old t- Good Times label that was applied for. All right. Um, this is called, this is a Good Times Rye. Um. It is called Toasted Neapolitan. <laughs> okay. It is a single barrel straight rye whiskey finished in toasted American white oak. Okay. Strawberry brandy. Strawberry. Bourbon vanilla and bourbon cacao barrels. There you go. Neapolitan ice cream, baby. Yeah. And a whiskey. Okay. And I thought we had one more. I will them. say I was actually pleasantly surprised with that cigar batch from them. Yeah. Um, it was it was actually pretty good. It was nowhere near Joseph Magnus, but it was leaning at least that direction. Yeah, I, I mean everybody can. The problem is is that everybody can just copy mm-hmm. finishes, and I I don't think it's necessarily a, a problem because yeah, you should be able to explore finishing with your own mash bill and your own product yeah but the problem is is like joseph magnus is a sourced brand what they're using is majority mgp so you're talking somebody can take mgp barrels like say moondrops moondrops can get their mgp barrels finish them in sherry pour armagnac and cognac barrels and (laughs) and call it something that mentions a cigar yeah <laughs> you know why it'll sell because of joseph magnus yeah exactly honestly yep. it feels feels like an overstep on their part and i think there should be a little bit of accountability in there um good times released something originally before their heavy char mar called sea glass Nice. Like they didn't even try to make it anything different. <laughs> they just one called letter. it Sea Glass. Sea <laughs> Glass. Wow. Um, which I think they probably got a cease and desist for, considering that they just applied for a new label. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you're right. It's probably the same exact product. It's just new labels now. Well, and they um, and they threw it all in a toasted oak barrel, or no, they in a char five oak barrel. Oh, okay. So. Well, it'd be interesting too because um, Old Elk is not a not a inexpensive brand to buy. I'll be interested to find out if that one that they're making a cigar, the cigar, what do they call it, cigar, cigar cut. Cigar cut. I'm interesting to find out what the price point on that because you know Magnus Cigar Blend is a um, is two fifty MSRP now. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to find well, out if that's they're in another, that same world. That's another issue with the cigar label on a bourbon because you have two different you have two different products you have some that are trying to copy what joseph magnus did or i guess recreate it and then you also have whiskeys that are finished in ambarana barrels yeah and there's a lot of people doing that i know uh nulu's done that and Uh. i know uh, buzzard's roost has done it and uh people are taking whiskeys finishing them in ambarana barrels and basically it, ruining the whiskey. 
<laughs> Some people really like that, Rob. Some people really like it. The best I, whiskey I it. is the whiskey you like to it drink is. the it way is. you like to drink it. It is. Um, but there's confusion around that. And, you know, I love the Hubers. I, I have a lot of respect for Starlight. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But even them calling that a cigar batch in the first place, like the reason that took off again was because of Joseph Magnus. Yeah. Like you mentioned cigar on a whiskey label. People think this is going to be a Joseph Magnus well, replacement. And knowing, knowing, you know, Christian and Blake and Ted, the Hubers, um, they have really good palates. All three of Amazing. them have really, really good palates. I'm sure when they were tasting that, they said, oh, man, I'm getting tobacco in this, which you do. Yeah. So why would you not call that a cigar or something? I, I get that. To me, like it's so combative with a cigar that it doesn't go with a cigar. And if I'm putting a cigar on it, it better be a great pairing. Which I don't think Ted and Blake smoke cigars. I know Christian, Christian does, does. Yeah. But it's. It's just that idea, and there's so much crossover, and I'm super happy that the whiskey industry is playing with all of these other things. Oh, yeah. It's fun. It's, um, it's a lot of fun. It, it really adds a lot of excitement into the whiskey branding. I think if those brands would, instead of saying cigar anything, if they would just say Amberana finish, they'd get the same love. Because people already know Amberana, and they're well, at this point, they would. if they like it. But starting out, the fact that they did say cigar on it is what sold out uh, Starlight the first time. Yeah. The first couple does. times. Yeah. They just released uh, released a couple new cigar batches in their gift shop uh, like to, commer- to commemorate Blake's wedding, which, like, that's awesome. That that's super cool. cool. Yeah. That is um, cool. Yeah. It's, it's just interesting. It is. I, and... We're in a fun time with whiskey right now because you've got all these. It, it's kind of like the way the craft beer world started. You know, you had all this domestic beer and you had beer, yeah. you know, lagers, pilsners, stuff like that. And then you get like the Guinness, like the Stouts or whatever. But you never had people playing around. These big brands weren't doing that because they're making so much product. They just got to ship it out. Yeah. Whiskey's the same way right now. You know, you had you had the beams and the and all those boys down the you know back in the day that made whiskey and now now you got people that are doing the same thing you got small craft distilleries or micro distilleries out there and they can play and that's what's hot right now well and And uh you see everybody hopping on the toasted trend yeah and uh i'm i'm not willing to say who started that or who popularized it but it it's just another thing like uh i mean even even Wild Turkey did it for their Master's Keep two years ago. Yeah. Which they got a little bit of flack for that. Well, Sorry, Eric. And I'll tell you what, man. The, the cool thing about a toasted finish is you can take whatever you're aging, whatever you're doing with the stuff that's been aging for 4, 8, 10, 12, whatever years you want to, and throw it in a toasted barrel for 30 days. Yeah. And you got a toasted product, and it does change the complexity because of that toast. So it's not a... Let's put it in here, and two years later, we're going to have a product. It's quick. It is quick. So it makes it a whole lot easier to release something when it's hot, like Nulu Toasted. I mean, obviously, Elijah yeah. Craig's had a toasted for Nulu's a while. Nulu's Toasted Small Batch is probably delicious. Well, that and the Architect from Penelope yeah. are my yeah. favorite toasteds on the market. Agree. Um, 
Actually, Starlight just released it a toasted. Did, Did you they? see that? Yeah. Uh, actually, I heard someone say about it, but I haven't seen it yeah, yet. Yeah, I saw it, it in the old. I have not. Uh, they released it in the gift shop, or maybe they are releasing it in the gift shop. Maybe that was today's release. Okay. Uh, well, if I anybody have, gets some of that and has would be willing to share just a little sample with us, we'd love to I'm try sure it out it's delicious. It. The Huber, Hubers know how to work barrels to their advantage. Um, they really especially in the craft whiskey industry, they popularized finish, finished whiskeys with their own product. Yeah. There are a lot of sourced brands that needed to do something different to not just be, well, here's the same old MGP 36% rye mash bill everyone else has. Yeah. They, they started that, but the Huber said, well, what if we did a whiskey and champagne barrels? Yeah. Like, eh. I love the playfulness of it. Same here. I still think we need a little bit more le legislation around what finishing can be. Well, I mean, it's still fairly new, but at this point, it should have already been handled by all the, the judges and figured out categories for this stuff, which I think it, they have created the category, haven't they, for finished whiskeys now? They haven't yet? Uh-uh. I, I mean, haven't they, heard they need, that they, they have. need to because... It is a different animal. Right now, whiskey, finished whiskeys go into the whiskey specialty category, which is where, like, the Starlight Blackberry whiskey would go, and that's a flavored whiskey, which yeah. is where Fireball's, Fireball's whiskey product goes, but now they also have a uh, malt product, which is goofy, <laughs> but that's how they get it into gas stations. <laughs> Whoa. It's, marketing baby it is marketing man gosh uh but you do have people like good times and if you want to learn more about this uh bourbon santa on youtube has an entire series on well what you uh, three boys whiskey thief distilling and good times and what they're doing like they used to be an if you know you know brand and then people realize that they're doing all this finishing stuff and they're just dumping stuff into barrels. Like they're not buying finishing barrels. Hmm. Okay. Which sadly is a practice at a lot of distilleries now yeah. because it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it doesn't change a whiskey category for you. Until and there's rules on it. Yeah. You do whatever you want. But it's like, uh, oh, you want a honey finish? Yeah, let's just dump honey into this whiskey and let it sit until all the chemical compounds break down and meld together and we'll bottle it. Yeah. You know, it's a super quick turnaround for them. I get it. Well, and that, uh, I'm thinking it might have been the Starlight honey that, that Brandon had. It might, no, no, it was the, I think it was the Nulu honey. It was, they had to have just dumped honey in that because... I mean, you literally had to, he had to, you had to take the bottle and turn it upside down, let it resettle properly. So it was definitely not just pulling notes out of a barrel. It was well, honey. Okay. So who, who did honey for the first time? I am willing to say that that was the Bellmead distillery. Okay. Because Bellmead honey is one of those, uh, that was the, if they weren't the first, that's the first one that took off. But, like the Hubers, the Hubers don't do a whole lot of honeys because 
it's so labor intensive to actually do it well. Yeah. Um, and I to, will say to, their honey bourbon is one of the best honey bourbons I've had. I, I think I so. really love their honey honey fin or their bourbon finished in honey barrels. I have a honey rye, and that thing that was really amazing. good, amazing. Yeah, that was really um, good too. Of course, I I like rye anyway, but they'll tell you like it's a super labor intensive process and takes a ton of time to get the honey out of the barrel. Yeah, it's not just willing to come out on its own, and and they end up doing a whole lot. There's Doctor speaking of Doctor J, he's pulled as up. We speak, but there's. It's a whole lot more of a process than just flipping a barrel over, make sure it dries out. Like, there is honey stuck in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, with whiskey in a barrel, you know, it absorbs in the barrel. You dump it, and eventually kind of dries up into the barrel. Honey or maple syrup's not going to just, like, dry up. It's too <laughs> thick and viscous to dry up. So, Dr. J looks a little tired today. Mr. Eeyore's coming in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. That's funny. I'm What's in up, the... Dr. J? Hey, come here. Come here and uh, smoke your Cohiba. <laughs> no, straight up. Come no, here. I start. Come on. There it is. There it is cut open. Okay. Yeah, give it a... So, here. Take... Uh, you'll want be a careful straight on cut, the cut. On it. Yeah, yeah, be very, very careful on the cut. It's super, super thin yeah. wrapper. That's the wrapper, and it broke yeah. off in multiple pieces. Got, like about this far into it, and then picked up something else. It, yeah. it stayed lit for about 20 minutes after okay. I lit it up and just kept burning okay, for a little down. while. So. Sit down. Yeah. Sit down there. So this is this is Dr. J. If you guys haven't met him, I'm sure you've seen him on here before. What's up? He's the one that brought us in these Ooh, legit the Cubans table. for us to try. Yeah. That table's great, isn't it? 100% legit, right? 100%. 100%. What was in it? Uh, not hair. No hair. That's why. That's no why hair. Rob went for well, it. at least yeah. not in the one we cut open. <laughs> this one is the one that has all the hair in I it. I think that's got all the hair in it. They kept at least to one. <laughs> Be super, super gentle. Yeah. With that. Like, it could just blow up it could on just you. Just fall apart. It could. It could. Okay. That's, oh, you there got you it. go. You got it. There super you go. Super gentle. Yeah. Yeah. Don't knock it on the edge here because you might actually crack the wrapper. <laughs> I'm not joking. Yeah. Um, yeah, just you go guys for were it. supposed to do this. I did. That's the yeah. reason I came. I did. did I got that far into it. Oh, okay. the foot's already cracked on that one. Oh, oh yeah. nice, nice. Okay. I'll tell you, this cigar actually is kind of wild. How it started has started to mellow out a little bit now. Uh, yeah. it's not not quite as strong and peppery as it was, except for on the retro hail. Dude, I'm in the final third on mine. You you started smoking that Cuban. <laughs> As the fuel is finally coming out. Yeah. Even this lighter doesn't want to light this cigar. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really hard time with the draw. Mine was like crazy tight when I was smoking it. So you might have gotten the one that has a draw on it. Who knows? The draw is not bad. Okay. So you got the one. <laughs> you usually get all, one out of every three. <laughs> one out of three. <laughs> What's the flavor on that, Scott? Rob said nuts and brown paper bag. <laughs> That's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Best cigar you ever smoked, didn't it? <laughs> 20-year age Cuban, baby. I will tell you, it takes four or five puffs off of a stronger cigar to get that taste out of your mouth. I will tell you that much. <laughs> And that's a scientific term right there. I'm not getting the nuts so much as I am getting the brown paper bag. It's mostly brown paper bag. 
The nut might have been coming from I came off this cigar too. Who knows? But I was supposed to be just watching you guys smoke these. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have I to happen to come in at the wrong thing. time. <laughs> God almighty, that's terrible. And again, I've said this before, and I'm being totally honest. If you got a buddy that goes somewhere and brings you back a three pack of the fake Cubans, just say thank you. Yeah. The guy thought of you enough to give you cigars and thought because you're a cigar guy, you would love these. Yeah. Don't trash him for it. It is no. what it is. No. Now, if he's asking for an education on it, it's like, oh, what do you think of these? Are these real? Yeah, you can tell him the truth. But if a guy's thinking of you enough to bring cigars back for you, it means it's a buddy that likes you. What's so. it doing for you, Scott? Making me regret my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You yeah, have to yeah. No, you good. can lay it back down yeah, and go no, grab you, go grab you another it cigar. It'll still be lit in ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. You always come back Here, to it in a half hour or so. I can uh, pick that up. There oh, you okay. go. There you go. It was for science. It was. For it was for science. <laughs> it was pretty cool. I mean, Enjoy. I wasn't expecting it to completely be all just chop filler inside like that. That bad. Yeah. Um, Here, you can take it over there so, if you want to. We've already looked at it. You can check it out. It looks like there's. Uh, like partial leaves on both the What's foot up, end and on the head end, and then just chopping between. Yeah. 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 Isn't that crazy? That's the Cuban. Uh, that's the Cuban. You can feel free to finish mine if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I stopped in and these guys were filming, and I was like, no, I didn't want to smoke it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, interesting, though. And, and that the wrapper on it was paper thin. Actually, less than paper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it does taste like smoking a brown paper. <laughs> <laughs> it's so goofy, man. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yes, yeah. you do. Uh, the tabernacle's great That's today. Good. It is. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and grab it here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have another box on the shelf right now. So, <laughs> um, so, so another thing, too, a new, another new cigar we got in this week. We got the La Instructora. Yeah, which we smoked on the last episode. So those are in here now. Um, we've got two different sizes. One's a like a Corona Gorda Figurado kind of shape. And the other one is more like a Bellicoso Toro. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, do you want to talk about the Lagolera giveaway that's yes. going on through the yeah. end of the month? So all the way through the very end of the month, um, if you come in here and you buy a Lagolera cigar, you're going to get a ticket. Um, we're doing a giveaway at the end of the, the, end of the month. So last Sunday of the month, isn't it? Yes, last Sunday of the month. Um, so, you know, Brad Barden, which was on here last week, he brought in a – a really, really awesome ashtray. Um, uh, it's an Imperial Jade Zycar wing cutter. Yeah. Um, a lighter, uh, five pack of cigars. And then we're just going to be doing a giveaway at the end of the month because he wanted to do something for a giveaway. And so that's coming up. So if you do come in here and get any Lagoleras, you're going to get a ticket. So um, if you bought even one. Even if you're buying singles, you singles, get a ticket. You get a ticket, yeah. Wow. No matter what you buy. That's awesome. So we'll be doing that all the way through the end of the month. So if you haven't had one yet, come in and get one, get a chance. Again, I know the Zycar cutter is about a hundred dollar cutter. Um, I'm not sure what the lighter was now. I'd have to go back and look again. But hey, Scott, that cigar's still going, man. It's waiting for you. It's, it's waiting, waiting for, for you. you. <laughs> so yeah, so <laughs> let it die with dignity. Die with dignity. Or I'm not without sure it dignity. It started with dignity. It did not start with dignity. No, it did not. That's funny, man. Yeah. I love that. I'm so glad he got to smoke that all the time. Yes. 
Well, uh, oh, another one too. Um, so I've had the Imperial Jade in here for a while. We had the okay. Churchill and the little Chiquito Perfectos, which things those are delicious. Yeah. Um, I did get in Toros. Um, so Toros will be going on the shelf. I got one more of the uh, Churchills to sell off, and then the Toros to go on the shelf. I smoked one of the Toros. And the one thing, the only issue I ever had with the Churchill, which was just me because I like a more open draw, yeah. was it was a little bit more snug on the draw. These Toros are a little bit more open. Okay. So actually, they burn really, really nice. So Good. I, I love the too. Imperial Jade. That, it's really nice to have both an, a true African Cameroon and then the Honduran Cameroon because they're completely different they animals. Are. Like they, they are. still have the same sort of sweetness mm -hmm. to the wrapper on them, but they're very different as far as flavor notes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, check them out. Try them out. If, you look, if you're looking for an experience and you want to know the difference, start with the uh, Aladino Cameroon and go to the Imperial Jade. Yeah. Well, and then another new cigar we've got, which I've only got one box of them, unfortunately, is the uh, Year of the Tiger. We oh. got those. And um, once the uh, Year of the Oxes are gone, which we're down to, I think, four or five of those, that last box is going on the shelf of the Tigers. Now, hopefully we'll be able to get more down the road, but they only gave us two boxes, and we've already sold a box. So it's like, okay. Did one person buy a box? One person bought a box, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So um, uh, are they still uh, that giant yep, cigar? Same cool. size. Same size, just a little bit different blend. Have you smoked one yet? I haven't. Okay. Probably not going to only because we only have 12 left. So yeah. unless I get more boxes, I'm probably not going to smoke any of them. Yeah. I'd like to because they're amazing cigars. Yeah. But also being in here, it's kind of hard to keep a big cigar like that lit. It's a three, four hour smoke anyway for oh, me. Oh, it's easy to keep it lit because it just Well, goes. it does stay lit, but if you're working and you get to go walk away for 20 minutes, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. It's a cigar, so. Yep. Oh, yeah. Those are, those are cigars for uh, bonfires, for road trips, for boat trips. You're out there fishing. You set so it down while you reel in the fish. Have that nice Pick it back bonfire. up, and it's still lit, man. Yeah, have that nice amazing. bonfire. You're out smoking meat all day long. Oh, yeah. It's nice. But yeah, those uh, that year of series from La Galera has been amazing. Yeah, well, I think I said year of the rabbit on um, one of the other episodes. It's actually year of the tiger. Okay. So Cool. Yeah. Uh, which I don't know what year we're in. I'm not from Asia, so. Yeah. Well, I know Davidoff released. Well, maybe it was last year they released they do a year the year of, of the year, too. year of the rabbit. Um, that was two years ago, I believe. Two years, I think. I don't. I think know. Ox was last year, wasn't it? I think that was two years ago. Was that two years ago? Yeah, whatever. 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 I'm going to Google If we're that. offending anybody, I'm sorry. Sorry, we're messing up the the animal years in your <laughs> head. <laughs> What'd you say, Scott? Well, <laughs> you deserve it. You deserve it. Scott said we offend him all the time. So. <laughs> he's he's offended. He he lives his life offended. He kind of does. Yeah. You did see that shirt I wanted to buy him, didn't you? What was that? It just says, um, "Hold on while I overthink this." <laughs> <laughs> we should have him back on and do a deep dive into humidity. I don't know that people would. That be, might be a three-hour show. <laughs> could be, could be, but it would be it would be fun to have him on for a humidor care episode and just good. have a like fifteen minutes on humidity and 
just from. I don't an, think Scott can condense that to fifteen minutes. I'm not sure, I don't think but so. we might be able to have a productive conversation might be able to. eventually with him. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um. So what else is going on this week for you? Oh, dude, it's a uh, it, it's crazy. So I, I don't. I don't know where. Okay, so 2023 is rabbit. Okay. 2022 is tiger. Okay. Okay. 2021 so was ox. So they're okay, a year. So behind. they're one year behind. Yeah, on they're releases. they're one. At, <laughs> so <laughs> I uh I googled what animal year is it. <laughs> okay. That and uh, I guess they're uh, Chinese zodiac signs. When's the year of the cock? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's, it's coming up. It's coming up. <laughs> nice. Is that 24? One, two, three, four, five, six years. Oh, you, okay. You, rooster, but, you know. Lagolera, if you're listening. It's got to be the year of the cock. <laughs> it's got to be the year of the cock. You know what comes after? Same size as in the you box right You know what comes right after now. that? What? You're the dog. The year of the dog. And nice. then after that is you're the pig. Okay. Next year will be uh, Dragon. 2024 mm. is Year of the Dragon. There we go. That better be a full-body bomb. That'd be awesome. <laughs> These are kind of funny, man. They are. There's a Year of the Monkey, Year of the Rat. Year of the Rat. Yeah. I'm just glad that they're equal op- opportunists. Like, yeah, I mean. Dragons and rats get their yeah. own year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mythical and unsanitary. <laughs> exactly. <both. laughs> exactly. One you would love to see fly over the place. The other one you don't want in your kitchen. Dude, I had pet rats as a kid. I don't doubt that. Yeah, I straight up did. Uh, <laughs> my first one I got at uh, Uncle Bill's, which is a mm-hmm. decently local pet store. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, named, forever. I named it Mike. <laughs> Mike the Rat. Mike the Rat. And that was because when I was in... Uh, I think it was third grade. There was a kid named Mike that I really wanted to be my friend, and he wouldn't be my friend. <laughs> so you you bought a friend named Mike. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Well, my mom wasn't really happy because I was in uh, Boy Scouts or Cub Scouts yeah. at the time, and I sold a ton of popcorn, and I got first shot, second shot at the prizes because the one I wanted was gone. It was a pair of boxing gloves. Oh, there you I go. really wanted those. Nice. And instead, I got like a $50 gift card to Uncle, Uncle Bill's. Bill's. Nice. And what did I get? A rat. A rat. Nice. <laughs> What's up, Will? How you doing, bud? So Good, good. A rat named Mike. <laughs> That's what my autobiography would be called. What? A, a rat named Mike. A rat named Mike. <laughs> yeah. My autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> I have no friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. If you want to take up on one of the ones we lit up here, you can finish it off if yeah. you'd like. Well, you're more than welcome to. They're they're legit Cubans. Oh man. yeah, legit man. <laughs> I gotta keep it lit for Scott, just yeah. in case he gets hungry later. I mean, if you are really in the in the mood for brown paper bag, this is your jam right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, wow, dude! Even the way that wrapper lit, it just like disappeared. It yeah. wasn't even like it turned red before it went away. Mm-hmm. Ugh. 
That's nasty. I yeah, am getting the final I'm third. in a nub of this. So yeah, what I'm you just getting? getting in the final third now, and the, the the leather is popping a lot more. The it's definitely more black pepper with a little bit of red pepper in the nose. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a little bit of an umami note. There it, is. It almost reminds me of like uh, mushroom powder. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just like that really really hint of the really dark. Um, almost bitter black or dark chocolate that's kind of in the background of it but it's kind of almost lost the, the cocoa note at this point too so oh my goodness that hoot and young just keeps getting sweeter more viscous and it's brought out a little bit more of the uh of the corn notes in it it it's almost it's almost like sweet corn it kind of is yeah it it, rem it reminds me of the creamed corn yeah. Like or uh yeah, absolutely. Like a super super sweet cream corn, which is not a knock because no. I am born and raised in Indiana. Love sweet so corn. So we uh we do love that. But man, that's like caramel cream corn. It really is. And um still mm. and it carries some of that black pepper onto the palate a it little does. bit. Like it's got a little bit of that little bit of that spice. It makes a really nice pairing because they are contrasting, but they're also complementary, which is kind of a unique pairing because usually the contrasting does one thing, complementary does another. This is kind of doing both, which is kind of nice. I like it. <laughs> you just said these are both contrasting and complementary. I mean, it, it does both things. Okay. It's like certain times, the, like you said, the black pepper pops in the yeah. whiskey, which would be contrary to being complimentary but they complement each other by the way the flavors pop together so it's uh, doing both well, what i'm telling you is that just as far as a logics perspective goes that doesn't make sense i'm not sense. saying logics i'm just saying that you can get both ways out of it. if you oh, like no, no, no. one or the yeah, other yeah, yeah. this is gonna do it for you yeah yeah and it's not the whiskey's not changing the cigar in a drastic way either mm -mm. Like the cigar is still pretty true to itself, but it is definitely affecting how that whiskey tastes in an amazing way. It really is. Well, I think that's pretty much it. I don't have anything else so. to share today. Yeah. Y'all so, shared out. I'm all shared out. So, well, again, thank you guys. Um, come in and get this pairing. It'll be on the special like we do every week. Mm -hmm. Um, that we got the new Lagoleras in here now. We got some other new cigars will be coming here soon. I'm trying to wait and see when they're coming to announce when they're going to be here. Um, so we'll have some other new stuff coming here in the coming weeks. Um, I still see yeah. that we have some of those Mildias Marinitos. We do. Actually, I stock. bought a lot of those. So yeah. we have plenty of those. That's probably going to be our next week's pairings. It'll be that. And Please come in and try it because last way, week I, when I have I coconut cream pie in the freezer waiting for us to go. Oh wow! So we'll be doing that next week. We uh, probably should have done that this week. But you want to okay. see a couple fat guys eat? Tune in next week. Heck yeah! Heck yeah! So we got to remember to do that because yeah. that one actually will be a, a really amazing pairing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks a lot, guys. You can follow me on Instagram at Final Third Cigar, and you can find me on Instagram at the Whiskey Pastor. Thanks a lot, and we'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers.